Well, it's time to start the sound of not getting laid. Introducing the Bergman family, featuring a fat drunk with anxiety issues. On the opposing side, the Gervich family, featuring a manic depressive with an affinity for scotch. On your mark, let's start the sound of not getting laid. So how's it going so far, this uh, conclusion? Uh, well, we just started. Too soon to tell? Yeah, I don't know. Let's wrap, don't, it. Let's I don't, wrap it up. I don't think about that now. I just <laughs> talk to people. Because otherwise, it's, if I think about that, then it's going to be... The conversation is going to be all weird. Already feels too long. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> let's cut this, this part out and this part out. So with me today is Mr. Dmitry Gurevich, uh, the, the asshole who conned <laughs> me into this thing. Is probably the best way to put it. And I have to apologize, first, <laughs> first and foremost, for leading you down this path. I mean, you know, you wasted hours and hours and hours. Hours! I would say days even. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... up those hours. A minimum of 12 hours editing for each one of these. For things. each... Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I apologize. Yeah, well, you know. But it gave me something to do. I'd probably be dead. Hey, you hung out with like 26, what, 29 ladies? And still didn't get laid. <laughs> well, it wasn't, uh, the goal wasn't to get laid here, right? <laughs> well, like, not consciously, no. It but maybe like, subconsciously. How about I just remain silent? And you don't have to work at all. <laughs> let's just, let's <laughs> just, just go to McDonald's. Let's just cut this. Fuck, fuck all this. How's it going so far? <laughs> well, it's a good thing this isn't live. I'd be fine if it was live, too. I don't care. Yeah. Well, it'd be fine, but it would be... People excuse dead air or uninteresting passages when it's live. Right. You listen to a radio program, you're not, you're not on the edge of your seat the whole also, time. Also, you had guests talking about personal things that they probably eventually regretted. Well, no, because they heard it and they said, no, that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some stuff I took, you know, women talking about certain men in their lives. and Right. Their, Lack of male anatomy. Eh. Once the shackles were off via booze, they would like say shit and then regret it. Yeah. I shouldn't have used his name. Right, right. I should not have said Steve Miller. Should not have said. (laughs) This got a small penis. Who the hell's that? Some punk rock dude. Oh man. Poor Steve Miller. Let's go down memory lane for a second here. Yeah. Are you interviewing me now? I am a little bit. All right. That's fine. Because you're the one who did all the work. I know. It'll be nice not to be asking the questions. Right. Because here at the conclusion of the podcast, (laughs) we're asking the question, what the hell was that all for? Yeah. Why did I do that? So why did you do that? Well, you already said subconsciously whatever. Yeah. And I knew it would be something that would keep me alive. Right. And what do you mean by that? uh, I wouldn't just be, you know whacking off doing drugs and and drinking my face off that doesn't really kill people you weren't doing it in a way that was killing you well maybe spiritually psychologically yeah i mean that's a kind of death you know we've we've got a friend who's spiritually dead who but still walking let's name names oh he's right well we don't know maybe he's more spiritually alive now than ever before who knows? Yeah, you think that, that he could homelessness be more brings touch, that out in people? Possibly. He could be more in touch with reality than we could ever be. All That's shel- true. All but, sheltered and shit. But in, but, but in a very harsh and primitive way. Um, I mean, wait, Living on the street? What does primitive mean, really? Uh, not having a house. 
Yeah. But not even. Uh, I mean, it's parasitic. It's not. It's not. It's not like he's gone out into the woods, building his own cabin, hunting deer, and growing his own <clears throat> vegetables. You know what I mean? I mean, to call that parasitic in the modern sense kind of makes sense, but humans are parasitic by nature. I mean, on the planet. Yeah, we're born, and the planet says, "Here's some food for you to survive." Yeah. That you just have to wander through the forest picking berries and shit. Is, is it the planet that's doing that? Well, no, we're parasites. We're the no, parasites. I mean, is the planet providing our sustenance? I guess so. Initially. It's, it's because a, if it didn't, we wouldn't be here. It's a biosystem. Right. An ecosystem. All right. That's been around for at least like 200 years. <clears throat> 5,000. I'm not good with numbers. It doesn't matter. Six. Cool. Let's say six. Sure. <clears throat> um... So you did that. You needed something to do. I needed something to do. Music seemed difficult to get back into for right. me. There was resistance there. I don't know what that's about. Well, that's... but this was but this was difficult in that you know I had to learn this program. I had to interview people. I'd never interviewed people. I don't know what I'm doing personally. How can I speak any other way? <laughs> I think you did a fantastic job. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it turned out better than I thought. Right. Even from the first episode, you did a great job. Yeah, the first episode, I didn't have my voice yet, especially for the bumpers. However you may feel about that, yeah. it didn't really come across as you're some amateur talking to people in no, a way that just, you don't know how to talk to people. You know how to talk to people, it, it, and you did a great job. Thanks. It, it developed a, a certain style and theme, though. It, it took on the, the sort of uh, loosely based game show theme. And, um, yeah, sometimes... Some of them I was a little loopy. Well, I mean, you did you it because... You can hear it in my voice. <laughs> Not really. You did it because you already had a knack for it. Yes. I like talking to people over drinks. And I wanted to make it as much like that as possible. Like, you're hanging out at Matt's house having drinks, listening to records. She reminded me of my mother, all right. No doubt about it. Wow, I sound like a fucking idiot. Sure. I need to curb that kind of talk and not talk about... Like, when I started this, yeah, there was a lot of, oh, my God, shut the fuck up, Matt. <laughs> I mean, it seemed to last all through to the end because there's parts where you were going, uh... No one cares. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No one. Right. This is better. Right. Trust me. Right, that you just totally... Cut. Well, that's because I was... Th those those bits were interesting mm -hmm. when I said them in a previous episode, but who wants to sit through that again? You well, know what I mean? you don't know. Maybe you don't. Uh, Maybe I don't. Maybe someone out there does. I mean, th but that's the point. Like, and that's... It's like you're, just, you're supposed to listen to them in order because there's callbacks to previous episodes. Right. With the No One Cares piece music. No one. Right, and you came up with a style that I, I had not heard in any other podcast. The style is, it's, it's, each episode is like a song. Exactly. Because you're a musician, Yeah. and I don't know, I mean, I'm sure there are musicians doing podcasts, but I haven't heard anything that was so focused on pace and timing. Yes. And sonic knickknacks. There's a mosquito in here. No. It's a yeah. gnat. Uh, I, I could add that aspect. you know, But that's gear. I gotta buy gear. I already had the gear for Well, this. you can add that aspect for the next theme. Yeah, if I want. And you have one in mind. I do. Do you want to... Fear and Loathing on the Turntable. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is? Uh, it's it's, it's uh, about hate listening. Which is? Why we love to trash talk the music that we hate. Right. And I was talking with Tom about this the other night. Um, so there's songs you hate. I think I'm going to limit it to five. Okay. Three songs you hate. One that's a guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure. That, you know, a song that that's you recognize. That's a big one for a lot of people. Yes. We and all have one, right? Very interesting aspect to explore. Yeah. I think so. Because why is it a guilty pleasure? If it's a pleasure, what, what, why, is, why is there guilt? Yeah, like Tom used to ask this. He always said it was a good date question. Like, what's the most embarrassing music that you own? Right. Which is the same as saying guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, and why is it embarrassing? Like, what is it about Because you your... know it's cheesy. Well, so what? You eat cheese. Right. <laughs> you I do, it. yeah. You enjoy dairy products. I do. With no guilt. Zero. Zero guilt. Yeah. So. Well, sometimes. And, and yet, something about our uh, sense of what's good and what's not good interferes with our pure enjoyment <laughs> of certain types of music. Or certain songs. I mean, when I was younger, definitely, there was stuff that I liked that I felt I had to hate. And that's the other song selection. Songs that you used to hate that now you're like, yeah, I actually kind of like that. Right. You know, like, I got those. Like Eddie Money. Eddie Money. Yeah, not, not Eddie Money for me, but okay. Baby, hold on to me. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't do that. Don't hold don't on hold, to Don't hold don't, on to you. Don't touch me. Or, or sing fact. that. Can, just, I, can I hug you while I'm singing that? Wow. We're crossing a lot of lines there. Yeah, buddy. But, you know. That's how we do. Maybe a few more drinks and possibly dinner, and then we can get into that territory. All right. All right. What are we talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. So the Guilty Pleasures is an interesting about. one to explore, because I would be personally be curious about... Uh, <clears throat> why people feel guilty about certain things. Uh, you know, because I think it's a peer pressure thing. You know, like, right. oh, well, all your friends are metalheads. Right. But you like, you know, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. So when you're young, that's a big thing. Yeah, and for me, uh, you know, it used my to be like... think it's cool. If, if when I started listening to me, like buying records, it was all like ACDC and Iron Maiden. Now, were you buying those because you just love that shit or because you thought it was cool? Both. Right. I liked the album artwork. I liked the music. And my friends were listening to it. So it was a, it was a social thing. It was know? the right thing to and do. It's the same thing with prog rock. Like when I met Matt, mm -hmm. that's how I got into prog rock. He, he his brother, had, Mark. Mark. Had, I've never met him. I just know his name. Yep. He had the the you know, the hi-fi system with the Cerro and Vegas and quadraphonic sound, and we'd go up there with a head full of mescaline and listen to Rush and Yes, and you know it blew my fucking mind. Right. Um, so, you know, in a way, Mister is also responsible for this podcast. Absolutely. I mean, I may have found prog rock anyway, but he, he got me into it. You likely would have. Yeah. But he got he got me into it at like 11 and 12, like Wait, right around the time I started smoking pot. Yeah, that's early for prog rock. Yeah. That's an early age for prog. And it's, it's, it's a weird, 
the reason we were listening to it was because of his older brother. Because it wasn't our generation's music. You know, I mean, there, there were bands that were still doing records. Rush and Genesis and... Um, it's interesting to analyze how our aesthetics develop. Because it is our aesthetics that dictate that this is a guilty pleasure versus right. just a pleasure. Right. Some right. sense of aesthetics, which is a completely abstract concept. And when I say guilty pleasures at this age, I mean, you know... At this age. I recognize that... I, 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 it's a joke. I recognize that people will go, really? You like George Michael's Careless Whisper? Right. You know? Which you don't. No, I do. It's... Well, we're not friends anymore, then. <laughs> It's just absurd for you to say no, that. No, it's, it's not though. Like it's it's a decent song. It's a good record. No, it's, it's fucking cheesy as fuck. No, no. Yeah. You're the one who got me into that song. <laughs> no. Yes. What? Yes, because you said that when you were in the studio and working on a song, and you needed to get the song you were working on out of your head, you would go outside and listen to Careless Whisper. Right. That's that's the ginger for your palate. I mean, that might have been a joke, and it's it was supposed very, to cleanse your palate. It's right. supposed to wipe your mind because it's so it's it's so it's like it's a virus. Right. It's so insidious, <laughs> and I will be using that word a lot yes. if I appear on your ne next podcast. Uh, right, and you will. But it's just so insidious that it gets <coughs> into your mind and just clears everything else out. Right. It's a palate cleanser. It's, it's a, a sonic palate cleanser, palate but it's cleanser. horrible. It's horrible music. Yes. So it's that bad music. So you don't like it? I don't like it, and I think it goes beyond my sense of what. So is what, that what is one of the aesthetic? songs that you can oh, bring into the hate podcast? That is absolutely in the top five. Okay, absolutely. You, you, and you also mentioned um, "Wake, Wake me, up me Up Before, before you, you Go Go." go. That's the same that fucking band. On going solo. That's yes. the same dude. But the lyrics for "Careless Whisper" are way better. I can't even get to the lyrics. It's the music that destroys it. It's about deceit within a relationship. Great. Let me read that. But I don't want to hear that. But that's more realistic than the wake me up before you... I mean, you sent that to me, and I was like, let me listen to this. I, I, was I like, never sent that to you. No, I no, just, no. You, say, you I said... I mentioned it in text. That's what I mean. And I looked it up. You never link it. No. Right. <laughs> like, that matters. But I listened to it, and I was like, oh, my God, he's right. He's lyrical. Well, I don't even know the full lyrics because, again, to me, the music can really destroy any potential for me. The lyrics can be great. Actually, that could make it more interesting. Actually, I get get into it in some way later if I put the time in to explore. But the music destroys it, like just the sax line. I mean, it's a joke. It's become a joke. Yes. So you're saying Jesus Christ. you're not even getting past the music I to listen to the lyrics. I can't get past the music to get to the lyrics. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Of course, I've heard the song like countless times. Well, but I mean, you should compare the lyrics for Wake Me Up Before You I Go should. Go. I should. To See, Careless Whisper. Because right. Careless Whisper actually... No one cares. No one. This is better. Trust me. You know, it's, it's the that level of happiness to me is just I. You know, I can never. I'm. 
To me, music only has any meaning at all if it makes me feel something. And to make me feel something, it has to be serious in some way. Right. And this is like way on the opposite spectrum of anything. You don't think they took themselves seriously? I have no feeling at all except disdain (laughs) when I hear that. Like, what the fuck is this? And what is the point of this? Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about those Chicago ballads. Well, Hard for me to see, I'm sorry. I agree with you. But what's, there the, what's is... the other one? What's the one that I sent you that I really fucking hate? Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Right. But there's something about Peter Cetera's voice. Oh, it's terrible. When he doubles it. Oh, it's even worse. I guess he doubles it. Uh, in in the 80s, he did. You like can't the early sound stuff. Like that without doubling it. Like, uh, what, at 25 or 6 to 4. <laughs> He's not doing that, you know. Like the he sang for them for a long time, and like the early stuff, I love. It's great. Okay. It's great. It's kind of R and B rock fusion, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but that those ballads he did. Oh my God! What's the one? You're the no one cares. In my life, you're the inspiration. No one. And I know. Oh. And I know. So bad. I know. It gets under my fingernails. Right. Like a rusty guitar string. Yeah. Ah. Like nails on a chalkboard. And so how come so many people relate to that? I mean, to the point of it being a huge hit. Because they're idiots. No, it's not about being an idiot. No, you're right. That's not what it's about. They, They haven't been taught how to listen to music. Well, okay. Which then means that if you're not taught to listen to music then this will somehow sound good to you and make you feel something well yeah it's all diatonic scales and major chords and forget forget the technicality of it okay like what is it like if you're not schooled at all musically right and you hear this on the radio what is it about that that will make a person like it (sighs) that we don't know we need to explore that that's a good point. Yeah. We don't. We don't know. Maybe that's a whole nother podcast. I mean, you can't argue. Well, it could be part of the next. It could be podcast. part. Yeah. yeah. We, well, that's why I thought. I thought. Okay, like, let's not make it all about hate. Let's have three songs of hate, a song of guilty pleasures, and a song that you used to hate that you now like. Right, because as as an adult, you realize that your sense of aesthetics and like your concept of what is cool or isn't cool. Is so much less important. Right. In fact, it's well, yeah, totally it, it, irrelevant now. Does this actually for me, make yes. you feel anything? I think there's still people that cling to that, but for me, yes. And I'll give you a great example for me is Wingers uh, headed for a heartbreak. <laughs> oh, man, Wingers. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I recently, I spent a week. Shut up. No one cares. Hair metal. It was a job. I would be ashamed to say this 20 years ago. Right. But now I just don't give a shit. Right. Because I'm probably almost dead. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when I hear it, now I don't have to, like, feel embarrassed for myself inside. No, of course not, because you're an adult. No one. That's more prog rock, actually. That's true. Well, Jimmy Page, too. Yeah. He made it okay. And then Alex Lifeson got into that nonsense. But he actually used them. Page did. Did, did Alex? 
Yeah. They they busted it out on the uh, on the last tour. Well, now when Metallica plays, like- no one cares. I don't know. I'll find out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Some of it's usable. How's it going? I think. How's he? How you doing? Hey, how's your life? How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> how are you? You okay? Yeah. Yeah. Your wife. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the kids. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the old. How's your father? Well, around about that time, Dim and Matt figured they'd uh, mosey on out to the bathroom. Maybe the living room. They have a little bit of a screw. But anyway, let's get back to... uh, Let's get back to the sound of not getting laid. Prog rock, yeah. And the many episodes that you completed. Uh, I did 26. What did you learn about female perception of prog rock? Um, I, I, th- I think a lot of them that said no thought they were showing off. Uh, it was a machismo thing. You know, almost wanking. Right. Yeah. The men yeah. were wanking. Like, like, what are men, what are these men doing? Right. What are they doing? Why are they? I don't even know. We don't know. No. We hear it and we feel the same way, really. I mean, uh, I get it on a certain level. I am a fan. Most of it's nostalgia. Okay. That I still like it, you know, but, uh, I mean, the the musicality is definitely there. The virtuosity is definitely there. Right. But, but I listen to it now and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of silly. Right. It's ridiculous. Well, you've heard a lot of opinions from the ladies that you've interviewed. I have. And has that informed your opinion of prog rock? Yes. I think I have uh, a better understanding of how it sits in in a, in a cultural context. Um, are there aspects that appeal to you that are lost on the women? It depends on the women, yes. you know, because there's does that what matter? is there? There's twelve no. that like it, mm-hmm. right? That Nothing. Four that were going to be. Eh, I think a lot of progress doesn't do much for me. Or well, you just have to yeah, man, maybe down. I'll look it up. I don't know. Like whatever. Yes, and I want to have them back. Maybe for a party. The ones that mm-hmm. do and bring them into the room for flags. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Life is big. There's no room. Right. There's no room for 20 minutes. True. Now we're getting to steamroller. I don't know what it's called. Steamroller. Before they lose most. But I like. That's the part. It's really nice. Why do men enjoy and that, that baseline because it reminds them of masturbating. Well, everybody masturbates, women masturbate. Mission impossible. Not to prog rock. <laughs> Sadly for you, Although maybe you have a convert or two now. Who knows? It's the same note. Maybe. I doubt it. Even the people that said yes, I think when I bring them back in here, I don't listen to any prog rock. Uh, what do you mean? Through the podcast? Yeah, totally. There's no reason to listen to prog rock. Well, there you have it, folks. We got it. There's no reason to listen to prog rock from Dim. And the subject discussed. What's the point of this, you ask? 
Well, honestly, there wasn't one. It was just a giant waste of your time. More importantly, mine. And to answer the question, do women really hate prog rock? Of course not. But most of them feel much better when it's not around, so if you're bringing a lady back to mom's basement, put on some R&B, maybe a jazz record. But for fuck's sake, don't put on prog rock. I'd like to state that I thoroughly hate my friend Dimitri for getting me into this mess. Without him, I'd have been much happier, and maybe would have gotten laid once or twice in this last year and a half. A special thanks to you, my 12 listeners. Because as we all know, if this podcast is playing in the woods, and there's a remote chance that a woman might hear it, for fuck's sake, turn it off. Turn it off.